0: So if you are an up and coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast and everywhere else you can. And now let's get the, first to the question. Episode. The first question from Yannick. I hope I'm saying that right. Durano. How would you say an amateur schedule should be? So this is going to depend on a lot of things. The first thing is what the sport is, the second thing is are you in the off season, are you in season, and the third thing is what your current weaknesses are and what your current strengths are. But the main thing guys is what you need to remember when it comes to a schedule of any kind, when it comes to any sport, is that the goal is not to put in more hours than anybody. The goal of training is to be successful when you when the goal of training sorry is to be successful on the night of the fight. So, when it comes to an amateur schedule, the biggest piece of advice is stick with what you can stay consistent with. And then, from there, it's making sure that what you're doing within that schedule is pointed towards the best things that you can within there. So, when I say that, that was a little bit awkward wording. But when I'm talking about the um, when I'm talking about you know what to focus on within those sessions, so first, like I said, focus on what you can stay consistent with. And second, the biggest thing, and this is the most important, is making sure that you're focused in the right areas. A lot of people think every single session needs to just burn them out, needs to be you know harder and harder and harder. But you need to find the balance. If you're just burning yourself out all the time, you know, using, 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 and you're never letting yourself recover, what's going to start to happen? You're going to feel like a badass because you're working your ass off. But over time, the body starts to break down. You start to get these little nagging aches and pains. And then by the time the fight comes around, your body's broken down and you have nothing left to actually deliver on competition. So make sure you have at least one scheduled rest day. And then the biggest thing I can advise when it comes to amateur schedule is don't focus on how much work I can fit in. Focus on how much work I can stay consistent with. And then don't focus on every session being killer focus on balancing the more technical stuff with the harder stuff. And the way that that's gonna really come into play too is it depends on what your strengths are. If you have a really good gas tank, well, focus more of your time on the technical work, especially if your techniques are a little bit more rusty. If you have really good technique as of right now, you still need to be doing a lot of technique work, but I'd be focusing more of that schedule on building strength, building power, building speed, all those physical qualities that I talk about all the time on the page. So, Yannick, I hope that helps. I just needed a little more information to make it a little more clear. But if you have questions based off that, shoot me a message and we can talk a little bit more about it. And question number two, trying to wrestle for my school this year, JYK underscore 763, trying to wrestle for my school this year. And is there any advice you can give a newcomer to the sport of wrestling? Number one, building up your abilities in any sport takes time. If you're going to the first practices and you're getting your ass kicked, don't think that you suck at it, don't quit. Keep working through it. Those are that's a normal feeling when you're going when you're new to a sport. Second of all, like I gave the advice in the last one as well, don't focus on trying to kill yourself every single day with your training. Give yourself a recovery day every week. Wrestling is a very hard sport. You're going to put your body through a lot, and if you're not letting yourself recover, if you're not letting yourself rest, that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. So make sure that you're make sure that you're taking it in stride. Understand that building skills in anything takes time. So don't get down on yourself if it's not feeling good right away. And second, recovery, recovery, recovery. And the reason I'm harping on that one so much, guys, is because I work with 70 plus fighters around the world and almost unanimously, they all hate recovering because they all love training. So I get the mentality, I understand why. But you got to understand that you need the recovery to be able to train better and then so jyk i hope that was helpful and sam rady reedy something i wish i was better with names i wish i was more confident with that but amateur muay thai training how many days so same idea a little bit more info to you know really be able to give you a good answer here but one of the big things here is it's going to be down to what your goals are, right? It's like if you're working towards becoming a Muay Thai world champion, you probably need to be in the gym a little more than if you're just trying Muay Thai out and seeing if you want to take a fight. But similar advice to what I gave in that first question, what you can stay consistent with. If you're new to the gym and you're like, okay, I'm going to train three hours a day, six days a week right off the bat, that's going to last like two weeks and then you're probably going to die. But if you start with, I'm going to go three days a week and I'm going to give it everything I can, now you're going to start improving. And then as you start improving and your body starts adapting to that, you can continue to add more. But even as you get higher level, even as you get better, even as you continue to improve, don't think how many hours can I get in during the week? Think what am I actually doing within those hours? I see a lot of fighters that go in and they're like, yeah, after – practice every single day I hit the bag for an hour and I'm like cool what are you working on and they're just like oh I'm just hitting the bag and they don't they don't have anything in their head so it's not that that's gonna do nothing for you but even if you took that same mentality and you said I'm gonna go in after practice and I'm gonna hit the bag for 20 minutes but I'm gonna work on these two specific combos and I'm gonna throw every single one with 100% intensity you're gonna get a lot more out of that 20 minutes than you will out of that hour doing random shit without anything in your head, right? So Sam, start with what you can stay consistent with, and as your body adapts to it, continue to add more. But even as you add, focus on what you're getting out of the training, not how much training can I actually fit into my week. Let's keep going down. So, what should an AMI focus on outside of camp when it comes to strength development? This one is a fun one, and The reason this is a fun one is because a lot of people think that lifting weights makes you slow. And if you are here right now and you think that, I'm sorry, what I'm about to say is going to offend you. That is fucking bullshit. Lifting weights does not make you slow. Lifting weights is the basis for your whole body to function. Your body needs strength to do literally anything. So if you're lifting weights and it's making you slow, you're doing the wrong things. It's not lifting weights that's bad, it's what you're doing with the weights that's bad. So What should an amateur focus on outside of camp when it comes to strength development? First thing, lifting weights. You don't have to do it every day. I have a lot of guys no more than two times a week. But the big key here is when it comes to lifting weights for sport, avoid the bodybuilding splits. It shouldn't be a leg day, a push day, a pull day. Because what happens when you do that? When you hit a super hard leg day, all of us have probably done it before at some point. When you hit a super hard leg day, your legs are fucked. And if you're trying to go to Muay Thai after that, MMA after that, or whatever sport you are, Scriv 154, you're not going to be able to perform if your legs are fucked. So you need to manage how much load you're putting on to your body within those lifts to be able to continue to build strength while also not sacrificing the skills training that you're doing. Because ultimately, your goal is not to be the strongest person in the room. Your goal is to succeed in the sport. So the strength is massively important but we don't want it to take away from the skill work. So to sum that up, because I know I can go on to some tangents, Scriv 154, what should an amateur focus on outside of camp when it comes to strength development? Two to three sessions per week, full body focus. Usually when I do these with my athletes, that's two heavy lower body exercises, two heavy upper body exercises with one core exercise mixed in there. And then again, that is a very, very basic template. Depending on where you're stronger, where you're weaker, you want to spend a little bit more time. Like I've had some guys with shoulder injuries, so we'll spend a little bit more time working on those shoulders. So, you know, uh, exercise for shoulders and then one or two accessory exercises on top of that. But the main idea is we don't want to overload and murder any one at one body part because we need your body functional for the sport training that you're doing, too. Hope that one helped let's move on yo yes 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 shaz chill i hope i said that right <laughs> um and how do you actually breathe and recover during rounds of your fight so the best thing here like i i will preface this by saying i am not a breathing coach or breath work coach there are better people for this than me but the best thing here is like actually spending time working on your breathing. So when you're, like I said, I was giving advice to one of the people in the previous questions about, you know, intention during your training. So it's like, when you go into sparring, focus on your breath. Don't focus, obviously still focus on the sparring that you're doing, but focus for some of the rounds on maintaining stable breath, right? And then the more you practice that, the more you work on that, the better you're going to be able to translate that to the fight. There are better, but like I said, there are better people for this than me specifically. So yo, yes, yeah, chill. My recommendation for you is check out at higher underscore human on Instagram. His name's Brandon Harris. He works with Sean O'Malley, and I just saw him working with Michael Chandler. Uh, I actually did a podcast with him a long time ago, episode, I believe 31, and he talks a lot about breath work. So he would be the resource that I would send you to for that what I said there is definitely going to be a good start, but he'll be able to dig way, way deeper on that. So go check out higher underscore human on Instagram for that one. JYK underscore seven sixty three. I answered that question already. I don't know if you tuned out of the live, but uh, when this podcast goes live, check it out. Cause I'm not going to go through the same question again. Is asking about the advice for the newcomer in the sport of wrestling. So when the podcast comes out, it'll be Friday next week. Um, I'll be posting it up on this account so make sure you keep your eyes out for it and uh we'll have those answers for you. All right, choosing which cardio and endurance workout to do when only having gym equipment access 3 days a week apart from being able to run any day. So Rogan Rogan Numba, I hope I got that right choosing which cardio slash endurance workout to do when only having gym equipment access three days a week apart from being able to run every day. So first off, I'm going to clarify something. Everybody thinks that I like had it out for running. And I think it's like the worst thing that anyone could ever do. I don't. It's just not the most effective thing that you can be doing. There's better ways that you can build the cardio you need for fighting faster. So whenever you hear me talking about like, don't go running all the time, it's not me saying never go for a run like if you have the choice to build your conditioning of going running and or doing nothing go running like that's 100 percent a better answer than doing nothing but when it comes to having gym equipment access three days a week the biggest thing you need to ask yourself is where you're at in your competitive season so if you like i've talked about this a little bit on my page too so there should be some good videos for it but when you're in your off season The aerobic capacity and aerobic power work that you see on my page. Those are the good things to start with because that's going to build up your baseline. Like the aerobic system is your body's generator. As you move, as you use energy, the aerobic system is what's in the background regenerating the energy. So any of the videos that I start off with aerobic, start with those ones. So basically a little bit longer duration effort with just steady high pace work. And then as a fight approaches, you want to start switching out more of the aerobic work for more anaerobic work. And that's going to build on the baseline and give you more power and speed and the ability to repeat that at higher intensities, at maximum intensities through the duration of the fight. The real key with this too, guys, I want to reinforce it just because I always have somebody being like, okay, that's what I'm going to do forever. Like every person's different. Like if you have eight months between fights, don't only do aerobic work those whole eight months. But the primary focus in the offseason is aerobic power and aerobic capacity. And the primary focus in camp the last four to six weeks is a aer- is anaerobic, sorry, anaerobic lactic and anaerobic alactic work. Now, I hope that was helpful. Uh do, 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 do. it's underscore Sohan07 CST, the broadcast channel coming in. So guys if you don't know, I have a broadcast channel on Instagram It's called Combat Sports Training. So when you check out my page at coach underscore do so, go check out that broadcast channel and make sure you join it because I'm going to be doing these Q&A's and dropping the info to you guys. I'm going to be delivering some deals in there. So make sure you're part of it if you're not already. So need to increase my strength. Please give me a workout routine to increase the strength baseline of the whole body. So I don't have like free coaching routines that I can deliver you, but I have a lot of tips on my page. And if you are interested in coaching, definitely shoot me a message. But like I've been saying a little bit earlier in the podcast, one of the main things you need to focus on is full body strength. So you don't want to just hammer on one body part. You want to make sure that you're focused on developing the full body in every session but not so much on any body part that you're killing yourself and not able to effectively go do your skill work later on. That's the number one tip. If you are interested in actual coaching programs that you can get on with me, shoot me a message. We can talk more about that for sure. Orion Pandy. I have a sparring partner who's 15 kilos heavier than me and a lot stronger. And I always just maintain distance and do defense work? So how can I dominate him? That is a very difficult question to answer. My friend, how can you dominate someone who's 15 kilos heavier than you? Um, honestly, there's not really a good way for me to give you a good answer there. Like if he's 15 kilos heavier than you, that is a lot of weight. It's going to be very difficult to dominate a guy like that because he, but this guy's is also a very important key as to why getting strong and lifting weights is very important because if you are stronger and you have an equal skill set, like if this dude that Orion's talking about is equally is equally skilled to him, but is 15 kilos heavier, he's going to dominate every time because he has the skill and he has the strength size advantage. So what you guys need is you need to start getting stronger. You need to focus on that other area of your training, because if you focus on that, now you're going to be able to dominate guys that you maybe shouldn't because you have the strength advantage as well as the skill. So I hope that helped. As far as dominating guys that are way bigger than you, I'm sorry, man. That's why there's weight classes. I wish I could. I wish I could give you a trick on something like that. Keep working on the strength, the power, the speed, all that stuff, and you'll keep getting closer. I can't give you something that's going to magically make you dominate a guy that's that much bigger than you. I wish I could. I wish I could just tell you I had the perfect answer for you on that, but um. Oh, have I ever heard of Don Heatrick? Yes, I actually heard of Don Heatrick the first time a few weeks ago. And, um, I haven't read a ton into his programs, so I wouldn't be able to like really give you a good review, but reading a little bit on his website, he seems like he's really, really clued in. He seems like he really knows what he's talking about. A lot of strength coaches, I'll read some of their stuff and they're talking about, you know, just broken grind every day. And as soon as I hear stuff like that, I know that they don't really know what they're talking about, but he really sounds like he knows his stuff. I haven't ever tried one of his programs or really seen the layout. But from reading on his website, he definitely looks like he knows his stuff. So, seems like a really solid dude. Um, I was actually thinking of reaching out to him and seeing if we could do a podcast together. Uh, but yeah, seems like a really solid dude. Don't have much more than that on that one. How to cut weight in two weeks? Super science, Sui. You need to go check out at Coach TJW on Instagram. I'm gonna repeat that one more time for anybody listening. If you are trying to cut weight for a fight. At Coach TJW on Instagram, check him out. You will not regret it. He is the person I send all my athletes to. Um, absolute weight cut wizard, and yeah, go check him out. That's going to be my only piece of advice for you. I just take deepest breath. Yeah. So when it comes to the breathing between rounds, focusing on getting your heart rate down and focusing on getting your breathing back, that's hundred percent right. That's definitely something you should be doing. Uh, the killer underscore Rio. Yes, you can absolutely ask questions. That's the whole idea of this podcast. Having a bike, not a stationary one. What's the best workouts you can do on that? Ooh. Um, having a bike, not a stationary one. I don't like that as much because with a stationary bike, you can pace it out more. Um, like if you're biking down the street, like you might have to stop at red lights and all that kind of stuff. So it makes it a little harder. So my best advice would be try to find a stationary bike. If you can't, though, literally just going for bike rides is going to be a good cardio workout. And then when it comes to like bike sprints and stuff like that, it's just a little harder because if you're running into obstacles, you know, I don't want you at full speed and then not being able to stop at a red light and going into traffic. You know what I mean? So it's a little tougher. My best advice would be find a way to access an exercise bike that's going to be a lot better for you for conditioning work. Appreciate you all for tuning in how to increase choke power. So how to increase choke power. This is a, this is a good one. I have a video on this one. And when it comes to increasing choke power, Sammy SM 2023, the biggest thing is that I've been looking at is building muscle endurance in the arms. And so I have a video on that. So uh, if you DM me, I can send that to you and talk you through it a little bit more. But the big thing, the same as any other physical quality in here, if you have the base of strength and you have the endurance to hold the choke as long as you need, that's going to be the best bet. So what I've been talking about a little bit already, the two to three full body strength sessions a week, and then making sure that you're working on your muscle endurance. And I have a bunch of videos on how to do that. But basically, three to five exercises, 30 seconds each, all focused around the arms for three to five rounds. So you do the three to five exercises, rest for about a minute to three minutes, and then do them again for anywhere from actually, we're going to say two to five rounds, because if you're newer to the gym, three rounds might be a little too much. And again, when I give that basic advice, guys, understand this is going to be a little bit different for everybody. I'm not sitting here saying every single person should do exactly this. That's a general template that you can use to work on it. But if you're feeling like it's not working, or you feel like you need something different, be creative. Think about how you can switch it up what do you think in your opinion is the best mindset for an athlete so that is a very very good question there's a lot that the lot to unpack with mindset stuff honestly though the best mindset for an athlete is just never quitting like one of the best quotes i've ever heard was from lane norton he's a World, world renowned nutritionist. And I've gotten to listen to him speak live twice. And he's just an absolute gangster. You go check him out at BioLane on Instagram. And he, in one of his speeches, he was talking about how the way that he became so successful is he just outlasted everyone. So it's like, if you keep showing up when you feel like shit, keep showing up when you feel like everybody's better than you, keep showing up when you feel like you're not progressing, just keep showing up. And eventually, Other people quit. And if you don't, you continue to get better. So just not quitting is literally the best overarching mindset piece of advice that I can give. And again, there's a lot more to it than just not quitting. Like there's more that's going to go into that obviously in terms of like the work you're actually putting in, but that's going to be your basis for being able to continue to succeed is just keep showing up and keep not quitting. How many times a week should you spar? Um, Personally, one to two is what I would tell athletes because I understand it's no competition specific training and all that. But the big struggle with that is you don't want to be taking unnecessary damage in the gym. So don't take the Sean Strickland approach and just spar every day. I know he's a world champion. So me telling you not to take the approach that he took feels wrong, but don't take that approach most people are not going to be successful that way. Most people are going to take a lot of damage that they're not getting paid for. And in turn, they're going to cut their careers short. Personally, I say one to two, but again, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I'd be more curious what a sport specific coach would say on that. So yeah, personally, I believe one to two. Sport coaches might have a different opinion, but that's that's my thoughts on it. We want to improve your ability to compete, but we also don't want to, take unnecessary damage within your training um that's going to shorten your career how to reduce reaction time that uh is a little tough to get into on a podcast but suryan Han. um what you should do is you should search at mr mental muscle on instagram the dude is a cognitive conditioning coach I've taken some of his courses. It's all really cool stuff, and it works on reaction time and cognitive processing in the brain. So check out at Mr. Mental Muscle on Instagram, and that will be way better for the reaction time work. All right. I'm going to keep looking. Uh, I'm going to take one more, guys. Um, so, ah. One, yeah, so this is what we are, we're going to go with the last one here. A lot of really muscular people can't use that power, like, through punching and stuff. Why is that? So I see this kind of stuff all the time. Like, people talk about, like, oh, you know, look at, like, all these bodybuilders. Like, they're not powerful, and they gas out fast. And the big thing you got to remember there, guys, is guys like that aren't training to fight. Whereas, like, if you look at, like, a Yoel Romero, the dude's muscular as hell. And he when he cracks, he cracks. Like, he's got hell of a lot of power. You know, Paulo Costa, he's got a lot of power. Like, there are big muscular dudes that have a lot of power. But it's all about how you train. Like, the goal shouldn't be look like Paulo Costa or look like Yoel Romero. Like, be freaking huge and jacked up like that. You don't need that but having muscle is not a bad thing. It's just how you train, right? Balance the strength work with more explosive power training with your skill training. Don't just go hang them and do a bunch of bodybuilding splits and then wonder why all your power went away. So the reason that a lot of really big muscular people, like you don't see bodybuilders that are, you know, pro fighters is because muscle doesn't equal power, but having muscle is not a bad thing. Like your goal is not to be a bodybuilder, but, don't be afraid of putting on some muscle mass because also if you watch uh, if you know who Eddie Hall is, he's a world strongest man competitor and him and another world strongest man competitor challenged each other to a boxing match. and when he slimmed down and he started training boxing, he had insane power. He was still huge like he was still six two and like 300 pounds, but he had insane power because he was actually training it. He used that big strength base, and translated it to the sport it took time it took a lot of conditioning it took slimming down but being big strong and muscular does not mean that you can't be fast and powerful it just means that you need to train to be fast and powerful along with the muscle mass you have so guys this was super fun i'm going to be doing this again for sure but that is going to be the last question for the podcast today i appreciate all of you that tuned in i hope you got some good value if you did make sure to shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what the value was. If you're tuned in on one of the other platforms at coach underscore do so, shoot me a DM, let me know what you learned today. I'd really love to hear it. But as always, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the elite development podcast. Now remember information without execution is useless.